The dogs ran alongside the three-wheeler as Madeline Duval steered around a deep hole in the ground. Suddenly, Rock and Roll began barking wildly and spinning around in circles. Madeline came to a complete stop. Good boys, she said, hopping out. As trained, they'd locked onto the boar's scent and were waiting for her command. Go get em, she yelled. Rock took off for the bushes. Roll was fast on his tail. Madeline grabbed her rifle out of the vehicle and followed, struggling to keep up through the South Carolina shrubs and palmetto trees. Snarling and barking filled the air, along with loud squealing. Madeline cocked her rifle and ran the rest of the way. Her dogs were well-trained for hunting, but a boar could do damage, and her dogs were too stupid to realize it. When close enough to take a shot, she whistled, Heel, boys! They immediately obeyed. Once they were out of the line of fire, she aimed at the charging boar, hitting him right between the eyes. Jesus, mother, why do you take chances like that? She lowered the rifle and spun around to face her oldest son, who'd obviously followed her. If I waited for one of you all to take care of him, I wouldn't have a garden left, now would I? Her nod indicated the boar's carcass. Take care of him for me, will you? Martin grumbled under his breath something about stubborn women who had to prove they were still tougher than nails. She didn't have to prove a damn thing. Her backbone was made of steel, and just because she was old didn't mean that it was rusting. Just do as I ask. Pulling out his cell phone, he shook his head and sighed as Madeline whistled for the dogs. They followed her to the three-wheeler. She set the rifle carefully inside before turning the vehicle around. As she passed Martin, she overheard him speaking to Joe, their caretaker. Of course her son would call Joe for the job. Joe took care of everything. God help her if Joe ever decided to up and leave. The plantation she and her dead husband had built would turn to rubble within five years if he did. Madeline drove on the makeshift road bouncing every now and then from the ruts the rain runoff caused. After parking, she hopped out just in time to catch Joe coming out of the garage, most likely on his way to take care of the boar. He started toward her. I appreciate your helping Martin, she said when he stopped a foot away. Her son was such a disappointment at times. Didn't matter that she was partially to blame by caving into her dead husband's habit of spoiling their oldest boy. From the moment he took his first step, Martin had been groomed to take over Duval Incorporated. He did a bang-up job with the company, but when it came to the Duval lands, he'd just as soon let the developers have it. He preferred living in Mount Pleasant, where, according to him, it was more civilized. Civilized? meant overly populated to Madeline's way of thinking. The Charleston area wasn't huge by any means, consisting of roughly three quarters of a million people. Yet ever since they built the Mark Clark Expressway in 1989 and the Arthur Ravenel Jr. Bridge in 2005, urban sprawl had left its mark. Madeline thrived on open space. 
living along the marshes on John's Island suited her just fine. We both know Martin hates getting his hands dirty, Joe said, pulling her thoughts back to him. He smiled. Besides, it's my pleasure, ma'am. Stop calling me ma'am, she frowned. Otherwise, I'll feel old. May I remind you that you're a year older than me and I consider myself old? Reminding women of their age is rude, especially when men age much more gracefully than women. Joe snorted. You haven't aged a bit since I met you 20 years ago. Rather than argue with him, she bent to rub behind Rock's ear. Roll, clearly not wanting to miss out on the affection, nudged her other hand. 